I'm a, what they call a husky boy. I'm shaped like a like a grown baby. See me too. <laughs> so that's uh, so a uh, KP. It's like, like a big ass baby, man. You know, a big old belly and waddling, like, <laughs> hungry. When I smoke a little weed, I become just a big baby. Drool, oh drool sometimes. Bro. Welcome back to your Hatchet Bar, a place for your paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrial, and true crime topic. Joining me today, you have Summer Dawn. Hi. Next to her, Kodiak Stacy. Hello. My right-hand man, Brian McCree. I got this ball, man. And your host, Golden Throat Sugar Shane Markle. And your host, Golden Throat Shane Markle. <laughs> oh, you got rid of the sugar, huh? <laughs> I didn't sound professional enough. Kept Golden Throat. <laughs> Dropped sugar. <laughs> when I turned 30, I killed sugar. No longer going by sugar. Unless you stop opening beer bottles with your teeth. Is that around yeah. the same time? Yeah, when I started breaking my teeth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was the second child. When it was like, it's time to give this up. They're bones, actually. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Teeth. They're I, bones. I, I We've meant... already had a conversation about your teeth, <laughs> and you need to see a dentist. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> we, uh, that's a good nickname. We're going to start calling uh, Bubby. we got to start calling him Sugar. When he gets into school, that's his new nickname, Sugar. <laughs> Bubby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He, he's taking over the moniker. <laughs> what a terrible, oh, terrible legacy. <laughs> a dark legacy. His villain origin story. Running away from his dad's fucking backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the shame of your father, what are we talking about, Shane? Today, actually, we're talking about an outer space ball. Well, maybe an outer space ball. I don't know. And actually, depending on where you look for information on this topic, you probably won't know either. That's fair. <laughs> uh, okay. From that photo that you showed us, it does look like a soccer ball that's just spray painted. It, it didn't seem like it was. It's like 21 pounds, so it'd be a heavy-ass soccer ball. I don't, it, I, don't play, I don't play a lot of soccer, so I'm not sure, but... Fill it with sand. Well, it, it is very much a spherical ball. We know that much. If you want to put a moniker on this story, it is the Betts Mysterious Sphere. And it's really mysterious because it looks like it could be anything. Because balls are the most common shape. It's circle, you know, but it's it's the way it's kind of constructed. There's no seams. So it, it doesn't look like it's ever, it was pieced together or it was welded together. It's just one solid chunk of 21-pound metal that is hollow for some reason. Did this fall from space? It's on the planet? Or did they just see it somewhere? No, like, it was Terry was hanging out within the living room, man. Yeah, they got it. But oh, okay. They found it. It didn't, we don't know how it got there, but they find it. So our story starts with Jerry, Anthony, and Terry Betts, the mother, stepfather, and oldest son of the Betts family. It's like an R&B group. Jerry, Terry, and Tony. I like that. Well, this Betts family, they decided to inspect the aftermath of a brush fire on their property in Fort George Island off the eastern coast of Florida. Terry, 21-year-old med student, happened upon something shiny sitting in the clearing. It almost looked like a bowling ball. Instead, there was no holes for your fingers, and it seemed to be made of stainless steel. Intrigued by the metallic sphere, he decided to pick it up and noticed immediately how heavy it was. Now, like, you got to think about where they're at, too, because we're trying to paint the picture. They own a lot of property. They're on a, they, I think, an island, is it? Or yes. Is it? Okay, so they're on their own private property. It's out, way outside of any big residential or any industrial or residential area, and they're going off into their property because there had been wildfires in the area. So they were digging, like, fire trenches. So they were going to check on that stuff. So they're like, they park the car, they walk miles into the woods, and they find this fucking ball just sitting there. And she described the scene when they got there where it looked like a microburst had happened. So like the, the treetops were like twisted off in a weird way. But every, other than that, there was no evidence of it crashing to the ground. Nothing was disturbed. It was just sitting there on the ground. 
So you say she. Yes, this is the way it was described by, there was recently the Astonishing Legends contacted the Betts family directly and actually got a, a response from one of the family members. And she was talking about the encounter because she was there when it happened. As Terry found it, she was there with the family. She's a part of the family. They didn't say who or what. And just so you guys know, listeners, Kodiak, Summer, I see your face right now. The, the Probably the best account of this story would be from Astonishing Legends. Everything else is kind of like this big game of telephone. Correct. Yeah. Where you have articles and you have hearsay. Um, a lot of attention on the small event. Mm-hmm. Okay? So moving forward, everybody saw this ball? There's this ball on the ground. Terry, the son, picks it up. <laughs> Knows how heavy it is. They talk about, you know, what could this thing be? Why is it here? Um, they thought maybe it could be the cause of the brush fire that happened. Mm-hmm. But there's no evidence or burn on the ball. There's no crater around the ball. Like, it didn't fall from the sky. And, like, the ground around it wasn't burned or anything. So it didn't look like it had been burning directly around it. The fire had started. So they just kind of put two and two in thought, maybe. But What is this ball made out of? We don't know. It, we, it looks stainless steel. Heavily mm-hmm. polished. So it's shiny, clean-looking metal just chilling in the woods. And they... Didn't have the resources, obviously, at the time to, like, test it, right? Well, not at the moment, because no. eventually once they take it, because Terry is a good old boy, and he's like, well, well we're taking this. And so he picks oh, the, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, take the absolutely. ball home, right? You don't just leave the mystery ball. They did speculate maybe it was a fall, so maybe a piece had fallen off a satellite. Um, you know, we got a lot of that going on with the Soviets and the U.S. In this, during this time period. We just landed on the moon in 69. This story mm. happens in 1974. It's a good year for UFOs, okay. man. Yeah. Ryan's right. Terry had to have. They carried it back to the vehicle and eventually to their home. And when they when Terry got home, he set the sphere on his windowsill and there it was set for a couple weeks. But how big is this thing? If it's They're saying on he's comparing it to a bowling ball because okay. they, they actually store it in a bowling bag. So okay. it's, okay. it's so a it's bowling ball size, size which, but kind of a big bowling ball if it's that heavy. She actually came back and said that when he, he put it up in the windowsill and it just wasn't just sitting there doing nothing for a couple weeks, it was doing shit. Like, so as soon as they start bringing it home, it starts interacting with them in a weird way, which he's going to get into. But it starts almost immediately. So it's like that's one difference that she said versus the, the mainstream story was that the activity started right away. Yeah, so from my perspective, it did nothing. Uh, according to this, this family member, it was doing things. <laughs> okay. What was it doing? Well, okay, so we got to get to Terry. He, he, he was beatboxing. He was rapping. It had a cell phone plan. He was a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> it, was giving them, it was giving them Wi-Fi, but they didn't have anything to connect it to. So now we're, we're in April 1974, a couple of weeks after we found the actual ball. Terry decided to have a friend over for a jam session. Some people say it was a girl. Some people say it was a boy. So, I don't know, but all we do know is we're playing a guitar. So Terry's stoned up in the attic playing <laughs> okay. a guitar. You know, he, he looks very 1974, by the way, guys. He is uh, swinging his beautiful brown locks, his arms strumming. His mustache starts to bead from sweat. Nice. Bead with sweat. Nice. He's Sexy. playing so hard, he's getting sweaty. Okay. Damn, dude. Spent all the time writing that sentence. Passion. I like it. <laughs> all right, we need to take a break. Floor's getting a little sticky over here. <laughs> Almost like an activation. The ball started to hum aloud. You think it was correcting his chord? What was he playing? Like, he <laughs> fucked up the E <laughs> part. Yeah. What was he playing? Uh, Redbone. He was a renaissance man, dude. He's ahead of his time. Well, it seemed like it, the guitar itself was interacting with the ball. Like the ball started to vibrate and make noise back. He said it was sounding like it was giving back the same note or a similar note. So it was reverberating back the note. Kind of. It was like this pinging it back was, at him. This man was high. Yes. This yes. man was stoned out of his gourd. <laughs> Terry would actually describe the sound as a throbbing sound. I bet something's throbbing, Terry. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was not a a throbbing sound. I thought Skrillex was was a cock and ball ball sound. (laughs) It was a cock and ball sound. (laughs) It was worse the second time. (laughs) 
Because I don't want to know what a cock and ball sound is exactly. I picture a clapping noise more than the thrum. And I do have a fact about a ball. What? Did you know that pee is stored in the balls? <laughs> more hard-hitting facts. Bring your the kids more, here, folks. You, know. <laughs> you can just skip the whole elementary thing. And just you could take that facts. one See, to the bank. Terry started playing different chords, and the balls seemed to vibrate and continue to interact with them. He thought this was super sweet. He's got to show his family. Was the ball also thrusting? Because I feel like it's thrusting, it's throbbing. No, it's oh, strictly throbbing. <laughs> no, his arm was thrusting the cords. The ball was throbbing. <laughs> okay, got He it. was also sweating. Got uh, I got confused there, but now I'm back on track. Got it. Yeah. All right. So Terry took the, the ball into a family room and gathered his family. And just before we move on to see what the ball does next, I want to bring up that they live in a castle. They do. Stop. No, okay. for real. It was. Right. It's like it was in a, a summer home of some old rich people that they purchased, and it was a fucking castle. I can show you a picture. You can't just buy rich people. <laughs> Were these rich people? <laughs> so these rich people found this ball. So yeah, in think, about, woods. think about. Oh, think about that, that looks like oh, some shit it. in Frankenmuth. It so, looks like one of those. Yeah. So the context of this too they're is they're the barbarian in. Yeah. Despite them being a Terry and a Jerry, these aren't your common yokels. They're actually they're good, good, well-to-do people. They're very successful. They don't have any need of this like hoaxing this for any kind of publicity or money. So it kind of takes away that motivation for sure. And, and that's why I brought it up. Uh, Jerry, she was extremely successful. Mm-hmm. She had her own trucking business and real estate investments. Uh, Anthony, the, the father, was a, a marine engineer. They had money. They had money, money. Yeah, they lived in a castle. The castle itself was a 1920s Tudor-style Fort George Island house. It had seven levels and 21 rooms. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Maybe not a castle, definitely a mansion. It's close <laughs> enough, man. It's just a so new We're living at the Barbarian Inn. <laughs> you know, it's big. So, wait a second. It's in Florida. Is it off, like, the east coast? Or? Yeah, it's right off the east. It's east of Jacksonville, right on the east coast of Florida. It's, okay. I think it's, like, 30 miles from Jacksonville. Although we weren't there for it, this home actually has a huge history. We're not. It could be an episode itself. We're not going to get this into it. Just know there's numerous deaths, suicides, and paranormal happenings in this house. There were before the ball got there. There were accounts of like just weird music coming from just places in the house all by itself. Classical music would start playing all the time. That, that kind of stopped when the ball got there. Actually, <laughs> until that, there was already there was already issues at the house. Does this house still exist? I yeah, I think it's abandoned now because they've kind of moved on. But yeah, it's not it's not livable. I believe you can see like a foundation. Or yeah. pieces of the house. They lived there for many years. And they were the first family to live there full time. The house itself is called the Neff House. Neff? Neff. Sounds like Legend of Zelda shit. But the, the Betts family, they are the first full time family. It's a very snowbird kind of move of them. Just move into the vacation home forever full time. Yeah. With all your kids and shit surrounded by old people. With your trucking company. Exactly. Because marine engineering. Gives you an idea of what kind of rich they are, too. It's more of a blue collar rich. So when Terry gathered the fa- the family to, to see the ball, you know, and see how the ball is reacting to the guitar noises, the whole family's aware of this thing. It was actually a pretty cool thing he brought home. There's five other younger kids there. Terry's actually the oldest son. And he brings everybody together. He sets the ball on the floor and walked away from it. Well, the ball followed him. It would just roll across the floor. Yeah, it was like it, a can of ravioli. It followed know? him. Yes, that's this is where you start to see some real activity from it because it's not only is it can it play a mean G chord, but it also will follow you. So it's just a 21-pound ball just slams out the windowsill and is like, boom. And no, he had set it on the floor at this point. Oh. <laughs> it just bounced after the gong, gong. Knocked everything off the walls. <laughs> Shooting through the air at him, yeah. Killed the cat, you know. Fuck that cat. And they don't dude. find this, like, weird. 
It's almost like something activated. Yeah, but he's not freaking out. If a ball started following me around the house, I'd freak out. I mean, probably because like, the account is that they were all really excited about it. It wasn't scary yet because nothing, nothing bad right. had happened. It's just it's something exciting. It's also the seventies. There's not a lot to do either. So he's just eating French fries and ketchup off of it. <laughs> oh, no. Got it in a wagon. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking immediately when they said that it fell down. This is act- yeah, that movie's based on a true story. It's, yeah. the, it's it the best spherical. mystery sphere. That's where we're here. We got it all the way. <laughs> Spoiler. Way yeah. to go, guys. They found if they rolled the ball away, it would actually stop, turn directions, and come right back. Because the way she was describing it is it would roll out, so you push it away, so it goes, and then it maybe, say, turns to the left, goes four feet, turns to the left, goes four feet, turns to the left, goes four feet, like works its way back to you. It just does a, a square. It just, a, yeah, just very equal measure, that. and then comes back to you. I hate a that. A square is I also a circle with four... 90 degree angles. It's a circle that just needs a hug. Which is a, which is a <laughs> sphere. This ball is a sphere. We're on a sphere. Watching a man dissolve in and front of me. He is stored in the balls. This is, this is it. He's off the he deep end. He's stored in the balls. It's all making sense. This is a this is it's a simulation. Because <laughs> if P stands for pi, <laughs> if P and stands pi for is pi, and you said it made one left, two lefts, three lefts, and made its way to the square at 3.14 oh, pi. <laughs> three, one, four, one. Take away. Are you four keep going? <laughs> <laughs> we are I astonishing like legends now. We, like we've done it. We're there. Yeah, we did it. We're there. We're on par. <laughs> okay, we're officially <laughs> off track. <laughs> Continue, Shane. It was almost like the ball would be mapping a perimeter. So yes. they would put the ball down, roll it, and it, there was one account that it would go for. It went for almost twelve minutes. Just rolling around, kind of going to the edges. Dude, one plus two is three. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. There's numbers everywhere. So it seemed to be more active on sunnier days. See, I, she refuted that directly, that it wasn't. Because there was one account where they said there was a news reporter there, and they had talked about bringing it out in the sun. They brought it out there for a couple hours, and it stayed warm for days. So after that, they stopped bringing it outside, because they were like, well, that was weird. It's a giant hunk of metal, so usually it was sitting there cold. It could store heat, but for days, that's probably it's kind of weird. It kind of made me wonder about, I wonder if the heat, like the sun, had some kind of activation factor to it. So it's like it's charging up almost, because they did talk about hearing stuff inside it. Like, as it's moving around, you can hear like a small, um, they related it to like a radar ping. So it's like there's something moving and contacting the inside. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I Why do you hate, hate the ball, this. Summer? It's so stressful. You don't like the, the, the space room? I just like feel like <laughs> the burden of having this in my home. So you're stressed out for them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Summer. obviously nobody believes them because it's also probably not true because drugs. Well, no, because they, they're not notorious druggies or anything. At the, at the hardest thing, he's maybe smoking a little trash 70s weed. So <sighs> Everybody was on drugs. They were okay. smoking a lot, but not a lot of good stuff. Okay, so they take it outside. It heats up. Then what? You've got me hooked. I want to know what this thing's made out of. Please I'm, tell me. I'm I, I'm we it. We're getting through it. It comes, okay, it comes, yeah. it comes. So we're getting into Terry's like little experiments with mm-hmm. the ball to kind of see what it can do. He discovers there's a patch of magnetism on it. Mm. So they're rolling. Just one little piece of it? Of it seems it like magnetized. that one part of the ball has uh, come, works like a magnet. Like it roll across the ground. I mean, he, he has one account of it picking up a, a pickle lid jar. And just kind of rolling with the pickle in a jar. They were talking about the more it rolled, the more you use it, the more magnetic it would become, the stronger that field would get. So it's like he talks about it when it picked up the pickle jar, they rolled it around for five more minutes and reattached it to it, and they couldn't pull it off. So the more the more it moves, the more magnetic it gets. I don't know why, just another property. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's loathing is building for the ball. 
And Summer, these aren't dumb people. These are very successful people with engineering backgrounds. Yes, because even Terry was, she was going to school to be an engineer when she got pregnant, so she dropped out for that, but she was on the path to it. And she was some kind of amateur inventor. There was all these, she seemed like a real badass. She does seem like a real badass. And Anthony, the father, he actually was a marine engineer. He took the ball, set it on a table. It's a circle table. This is kind of one of the more famous uh, happenings in the story. Table has six legs. (laughs) What does that mean? What's divisible by six? Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, that's a picture of the table. So it's like it's a wooden table with a glass surface. So it's it's completely flat. That's kind of the idea here. So he sets it on the table. Anthony, he sets it on the table, and they kind of want to see if it'll roll off. Once he gives it a push, it rolls to the edge of the table, and then around the perimeter of the table, but will not fall off. They even push it a little further, and they pick up one side, and almost like it was defying gravity, it rolled up to the top of the table where, where it was lifted. And this stuff, they started doing these when journalists were coming over. People were coming over asking questions. They would do these things in front of them. Like there's a journalist that came over who was super skeptical. They push the ball around. It follows the guy around the room. He leaves a believer. They were obviously telling people about this and maybe publish, publish something in a paper. They, or... were, they really just wanted to know what the hell it was. Once okay. it started moving around, they were really curious because, like I said, Jerry was a really curious person, too, so it's like they just really wanted to know what the hell it was. Nobody was afraid of anything bad happening. It was the 70s. UFO stuff was really starting to break out, but the, all the side effects weren't known yet. That's what, I mean, I would do the same thing. Yeah, I would what the fuck is this? Yeah. Figure out what's going on with it. So they tried. They were doing all this stuff, and people were coming to see it, and it's doing the same thing over and over again. How much more proof do you need until... Astonishing Legend says that somebody in the family actually reached out to a news media outlet, and that kind of started this media. Mm-hmm. But every other article says that Jerry reached out. I mean, yeah. that would make sense, because how else would they know about it unless someone reached out to them? Yeah, no, it makes sense that it came from them, but I think it was an honest. They were just generally curious, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he would have to reach out. I mean, he's on an island. How many people are on this island that would know that he has some weird metal ball? Yeah, not enough. So the Jacksonville Journal sent out, Lou Edinger. He's a photographer. He came. He went out to the Neff house. He wanted to see about this metal ball. Lou thought he was going to go interview some fanatic or hoaxer. I mean, he's pretty upfront with that. He just uh, he went to the situation, skeptical to say the least. But when meeting Jerry, she handed the photographer the ball and told him to roll it away. Very skeptical. He rolled the ball away. Lou Edinger reported that the ball rolled away, stopped, started turning directions, rolled about four feet, stopped, changed directions again, and rolled about eight feet, stopped, and rolled back to his feet where it started. And it's, they talk about, it's a, there's, a, there's a, a feeling of something going on inside it while this is happening. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's how they describe it. It's one of those I mean, cases. It's probably one of those feelings where you see something and you're like, that's not right. Yeah. There's a, it's a lie. Yeah. There's a video from probably like the 70s where it's a circus chimpanzee that they taught to walk on its uh, hind legs. I don't like that. And it doesn't walk on its front arms anymore, and it smokes cigarettes. I've seen him. And it's terrifying. It's scary. When you look at it, you go, that's not right. I've worked with him at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> it's just, it's it's eerie to look at, and this is probably the same thing. When it does your, something in your body, just says, that doesn't what, make sense. There's a word for that, when something looks human but doesn't move human. I, I was just yeah. researching Uncanny that. Uncanny valley. Yes, yeah. because it's that idea. If something doesn't look human but it moves human, it's okay. But if it looks human but doesn't move human, it freaks you out. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so one version of that either way. What if it rolls on the ground? Even weirder? Does it have wheels? Because if it doesn't, it's getting really fucking weird. I mean, I can roll on the ground. I don't have wheels. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I've yet to see you roll on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so this reporter was shocked. He didn't understand what was going on. He inspected the ball for some kind of seam, like maybe a, a place to put an engine or you know, just anything. But all he could see it was shiny, heavily polished. The only marking on the ball was a small triangle indentation. <laughs> okay. Well, that was just where Terry was putting his cigarettes out. Yeah. That's, all, that's all that was. 
If you held the ball over your head and shook it, you could feel something jumping around inside. They said it didn't like that. Like if you shook it around a lot, it would it would get agitated afterwards. They didn't really say what that meant, but they were again it in tune. It. Yeah, they were in tune with it. It didn't like it because it would get super active after, but it would kind of avoid you. I think Lou was convinced. He took photos and he rushed the story to his editor, and this would be 1970s viral, right? So we have paranormal happening happening in front of the of the actual reporter. This they, this never happened. Just giving the story validation. After the Jacksonville article, the story exploded and became worldwide. And this is where it really starts to pick up, because before it's journalists coming, okay, but now we're starting to get into when the woo-woo guys get in, interested in this. And that always makes things weird. Yeah, yeah. The crack when you say When you say woo-woo guys, you mean Native Americans? I mean, yes. Native, <laughs> well, Native Americans, <laughs> tinfoil hat guys, and CIA agents. All woo-woo guys. Okay. <laughs> so according to Jerry, in the next couple of weeks, the phone will not stop. It will not stop. She has a quote saying that, First 12 hours a day while you're awake, the phone's off the hook. Well, then the other side of the world wakes up. And the next 12 hours a day, the phone's off the hook. What a nightmare. We have professionals. We have uh, ufologists. We have enthusiasts. Everybody wants to see this ball after this initial reporting. I want to see the ball. Yeah. The picture you showed me does not do justice to it. It just looks like a, a just looks a like a spray ball. painted bowling ball. Yeah, it looks like, like a ball. It's a heavy fucking marble. I don't know how else to describe it, guys. It is. It's shiny. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you can... I don't know what you can do with it. I don't know. It's a shiny egg. It kind It's perfectly spherical. That's all we know. Metal. Sphere. I bet it, if you played marbles with it, you'd be pretty good. <laughs> it's the ultimate jammer. Yeah. You'd win. You'd have all the cat's eyes. And Summer hates this. Yeah, yeah I hate it. It's terrifying. Do you have an issue with marbles? When you were young? <laughs> no, just this one. But don't you have to flick them with your thumb? That'd be pretty hard to flick it with your thumb. But... It acts on its own, so it would probably exactly. just move in all directions, just there knock all of them out of there. Beast so you mode. just barely touch it with your thumb, and then it just knocks them all out for you. You could train it. <laughs> I believe it. I like. <laughs> I feel like, like that's a you're movie. already yeah. training the sphere in your yeah. head. He's like, no, we'd be friends. This this is a Disney movie. I don't know why I don't have a sphere like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kid finds a finds some space sphere. They become friends. Just a classic tale of boy on his ball. It's like ET, but just. Just a sphere. Just a sphere. The M&M's, he just rolls over them and crushes them instead. I was thinking it was like giant robot because everyone's scared of it, but you know. But he's he's friendly. But he can't talk. He just makes humming noises. Are we talking Iron Giant? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I call it what yeah, I call it. Yeah, it's a giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was accurate. I don't it was know, not right. <laughs> Giant robot. <laughs> it's like a Japanese translation. I'm old, man. <laughs> I can't remember the name of all these movies. I like it. So what happens next, we know that at least three scientists really get their hands on this thing. We know the Navy gets their hands on it. We know NASA looks at it. A lot of different organizations, the government, will take a look at this thing. How it happens is different based on how the story is told. Does the government give it back to them? Yes. yes. Then well, it doesn't do anything. No, it's not. You'll see. It's not what you think. It's not good. The ball changes after it comes back from the government. So one of these scientists, I'm not even sure if he existed. Carl Wilson. <laughs> they said no. They, we I'm finally, not sure if he's real. We finally got a real because the you can't find him. The guest on Astonishing Legend. It was maybe an alias, but it doesn't make him a fake person. Because I think he was the government guy. Because Carl Wilson shows up. He just shows up all by himself. Nobody asked him to be there. And he. It was right when they got the ball back from the Navy the first time. Is when Carl showed up, I believe. Because he called them and was like, hey, do you have the ball? Can I come see it? And they were like, oh, we don't have it. The Navy has it. He's like, oh, okay, and hangs up. And the Navy like shows up with the ball. But before they get there with it, they start getting phone calls from the Navy saying, when the guy gets there with the ball, have him call us first. Oh, okay. So they're trying to get the ball back right away. So, But it didn't work. 
So my theory about Carl Willison, that maybe like he said, he either worked for the government or he was some kind of foreign spy or something. Uh, the Skeptoid podcast would state that Carl Willison spent about six hours with the object while at the bird's home. He would discover that it had a powerful magnetic field and he thought it was transmitting some sort of radio signal. Mm-hmm. Carl found that this object was made of a material not known to humankind and the way that the ball behaved defied human lo- knowledge. It had to be an alien tool of some sort. Perhaps broke away from a vessel. That's just Carl. And he was recommending that it be stored in a Faraday cage to like block, in, block any radio waves going in or out because he wasn't sure. I think the reason why I think he was a government guy is I think everything was Cold War at the time too, sort of. So they're looking for reasons to associate it with that. So at the beginning of this media frenzy, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but this got the attention of the U.S. Navy. They wanted to look at the sphere, obviously. Jerry allowed the Navy to inspect it, but only after a contract was signed. Okay. She didn't want them to keep it. She was smart. She's a smart lady. Uh, she wanted it back unharmed within two. The Navy took x-rays of the sphere and made a press release that stated it was made of stainless steel, not military property, and they had no idea what it was for, but it was certainly man-made. So they determined it was man-made. That's what they said. And they sent it, the first time they sent it back, they said they weren't able to get x-rays because they didn't have the pro, a strong enough x-ray machine on site. They said they were going to have to send it somewhere else. And she was like, well, no, it's already been two weeks, send it back. And so they sent it back and it shows up with x-rays. She doesn't know why. They said they couldn't do it. But now she has x-ray pictures of the inside of the ball. And that's what we saw in there. You can see the density change. I'll show you that again. And you can see three smaller, darker portions in the inside because all it captures is the density. So the darker mm-hmm. it is, the darker it will show up. Or the thicker it is, the, the darker it So as it goes in, it gets... No, it's Thick. not because it's not spots that are It's thicker. not exactly like that. It's just like there's different densities within it is all you can really tell because there's different lights. I might have missed it, Shane. Did you say what it was made out of? Um, so far, the military says mili- uh, says stainless steel, like a high grade of stainless steel because there's no corrosion, no rust. Yeah, they're using they're they're saying it's the same alloy that they use for planes and spaceships. They're mm-hmm. saying it's made of that, but so is it hollow or is it solid? There is a hollow portion in the inside. It's like a core. Yeah. But they don't know really why or how that, what that function that is either. So they think there may be different elements with inside. Because I think it was Williston or is it uh, Heineck who says that it's, there's an element that's not on the period, periodic table contained within it. Because he says that the atomic number is too high. It doesn't make sense. And there's nothing we know in known physics that is that exact alloy. Okay, so to get in how they get involved, after they give the ball back, uh, National Enquirer, during this time, they, are, they have a, basically almost like a contest. If you can prove that extraterrestrial life exists they have a cash prize and we will see this throughout because we're going to cover more 70s stories it's just going to happen yeah we could run this same contest right now and never pay anybody anything yeah this is a that's a foolproof contest until an alien shows up well then he's not getting the money he's like proof I'm like <laughs> so Afro, what do you need this for <laughs> so afro gets involved and that's aerial phenomenon research organization i believe that's close enough Ooh, sorry <laughs> you say afro or apro 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 afro is way too cool of an organization yeah. name for them basically a bunch of ufologists but they're like the mm-hmm. ufologist group because this so is heineck right harder i believe okay so they get involved and uh they, tr- they introduce the idea to the best family that they should show this thing to the national choir because the panel of judges there are experts in this field and they can basically do further testing mm-hmm. to give this thing some you know some kind of Meaning, what is this thing? That's all the best family wants to know. What is this thing? That's what everyone wants to know. Exactly. Think, yeah. And there was a bunch of reputable people on the board. So it's like, it was, it, that's what was drawing them in. Because this board was able to, at this time especially, they were still searching into or looking into UFOs without as much shame, I think, so as there is now. Two panels. The first panel will okay whatever evidence is presented to them to the second panel. Hmm. The second panel is a, what's called the r- blue ribbon panel. 
Now, this is 1974, but it's made up of a biologist, a philosopher, a former Supreme Court judge, former attorney general, high up people, right? That what the fuck do they know about aliens? Well, ju- I think that's the idea, is just to bring the breast and the brightest from every field to try. And so that's the, that's that would be the second panel. That would they, they would make the decision on whether or not. Okay, the first panel would be the ones who know. The second panel would be made up of ufologists, scientists, that kind of thing. They're the ones that's going to okay the evidence for the second panel. Makes okay. sense? Yeah. I think we should start our own panel where we look for like paranormal, like ghosts, all that stuff. We're going to get a hairdresser, a hearing instrument specialist, a geologist, and a radio DJ. And those are going to be the experts. Don't forget Derek from the bus station. Yes. He's a genius. I don't think it's... Also a Walmart employee. I think they should be in there. <laughs> they do see a lot. Yeah, they see a lot. I bet the they've greeter. seen a ghost. Yeah. The greeter. They see a lot of humanity. That one is almost a ghost. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we have a live ghost here, actually, on the board. That's Bring how we know. him in. Bring pre, him in. A pre-ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pre-ghost. Oh no, that's a really good term. <laughs> They're not old. They're just pre-ghosts. So it's. I don't think it's crazy to think that they wouldn't want the prize money if it was there. But they really tried to paint this picture like they're there to get information. I, and I believe them when they say that because it didn't sound like they needed the money. That just and they're, What better opportunity? Where do you take something like this? There's no internet. There's no resources. Where do you go? So Terry and his sister, they would they actually drive to New Orleans where this panel is at. They wouldn't fly it, and they won't let anyone else touch it. They're kind of, they're kind of like scared that this thing's going to come up missing. They're really obsessed with this thing. Well, and it's... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It, and it, it's it, really because it's our focus of our story. I'm sure there were other things going on in their life at the same time, but all we're hearing about these weeks is this, this fucking ball. Well, the <laughs> fact that they're the, like, we want it back. Like, because you can have it, but we want it back. The government, you know? So it's, it, they're going to do it. They're going to take the ball if they See, can. See, if I were them, though, I would be like, let the government just have it. That's fair. There you go. I think... Get it, it was, out of my hands. Well, no, because if you keep it, maybe you can make some money off of it. Or just have this cool magic ball yeah. and uh, travel doc- the country. Dr. Harder no, was too scary. He was telling them, he was advising them against letting anybody take it out of their sight. Because once I had spoke with him, I know that he'd mentioned not to trust people with it because everybody's curious. So here comes the clusterfuck. They drive it to the panel, right? Well, mysteriously, Terry gets a call saying that his mother's been injured and he needs to come home now. So this is after they give it to the panel. Mm-hmm. They have a plane set, set up and ready for him to go. And Terry, being a fucking knucklehead, he leaves the ball there, jumps on a plane, goes home, sees his mom. Mom's fine. Go back. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shit. When he gets back, they just don't let him in. They're like, well, you can't have it. We're running tests. There's Why would you be here? Yeah, so he gets back, and he gets informed where the, the panel, this panel has taken the sphere. He goes, and it's actually being guarded by the Navy. So now we have all the ufologists, the Navy, all in cahoots together, keeping Terry away from this ball. Hmm. So part of this panel, we have Dr. Harder and Dr. Hynek. You heard Brian say Hynek before, and you're going to hear Dr. Hynek in any heavy hitter UFO story. Because he's a big one. He's the Project Blue Book. That was Hynek. He was uh, researching the Foo Fighters in Vietnam. So he was doing a lot of stuff at the time. So this guy basically was greenlighting anything that had to do with the UFO, any case. He's the one that was investigating It's still weird that he's, I don't know, him him being involved with this, especially it starts now, okay, he was on this panel, fine. But his involvement passed and forward through this, if it's not, if it's something terrestrial, I don't understand why he's so interested. So Dr. Harder, he was a part of of this panel of judges, and he wanted to do more experiments with the sphere. Dr. Harder also confirmed that all the findings of the ball that has happened with the Navy, the initial findings, he'll confirm them that that happened. Uh, But he'll also get a sample of it, and he'll conclude that the ball had an atomic 
It's called an atomic number. Yeah, it is, yeah. Had an atomic number of 140, which uranium itself has an atomic number of 92. So and that's the highest natural atomic number that exists. Mm-hmm. And anything artificial only gets 118. So Dr. Harder will conclude that whatever's in this ball is not from this planet. They talked about a test they ran there to another one to show almost similar to when they tilted the table. They set up a piece of plexiglass and slowly elevated it, and it would just continue to go up and down it. Didn't seem to have any problem with that. Bob Lazar said something about that. Mm-hmm. He said something about a periodic number. I thought it was like 148, something like that, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range where that was the secret to uh, being able to space travel. Interesting. So, so this is some element. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, he worked at Area 51, all that stuff. So uh, maybe maybe it was 140. Maybe it's the same thing. Summer Bob Lazar. <laughs> What's an atomic number, Summer? An atomic number is the number of proteins, or no, number of protons in the nucleus of an atom, which determines the chemical properties of an element and its place in the periodic table. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you, Brian. You're thank welcome, you, Summer. Summer. <laughs> that was really good. I like how you did a Brian voice. It's good. It's <laughs> a really, really good, good impression. <laughs> Put her on the spot for the atomic number. My wife. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, my wife. <laughs> Nah, all right. Really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Keep going. Uh, so we also have Dr. Heinick, right? Uh, so we're talking about the Blue Project Blue Book guy. He is. He would be interested in the smell sphere, and according to the family member that's on that podcast, yes. he would also become a personal friend of the family. He spends a lot of time. Heineck with the family just kind of kicking it just to kind of be around the sphere. The sphere. I think that was his main motivation. Or he thought they were aliens, too. Or he thought they were hot. I don't know what he was doing. He, but... he wanted to hot drill. Hot aliens. Yeah. He wanted to drill into it. Yeah. I bet he did, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hot aliens. <It> throbbing. <laughs> throbbing. This but, is a very sexual episode. Shay. Thrusting. Like, he was thrusting his arm down a guitar. The ball is throbbing. As Dr. He's, Heineck drilled into yeah, the ball. Yeah, Dr. Heineck's trying to drill into <laughs> the ball. God damn. So Dr. Harder, he brings up this idea that... Harder. Yeah. Dr. Harder. Oh. Are we coming to the climax of the, of the story? Dr. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe he shouldn't, because what if it is some sort of detonation advice? Which device? is reasonable. That's the climax. Yeah. <laughs> when the earth blows up. <laughs> Turns out the aliens just tried to do a drive-by, and it fucking failed. <laughs> That's what this is. All in all, the panel confirmed that the Navy's conclusions, everything they had about it, were exactly right. They would go on record to say that since this was not connected to a UFO sighting, it was probably not involved with something extraterrestrial. Yeah, I mean, because you can only have something come from a UFO if you see it. Because if a UFO leaves something behind in the woods and no one's around to see it, is it a UFO? I don't know. Not in this case. They don't know why it exists or who made it, but they're sure it's man-made. Yeah, it's, it's vague. Yeah, it's not disproving or proving anything. It's well, super useless. Everyone's just guessing everything. Uh huh. So Jerry, he gets it, he gets it back. They give it back to him, but something didn't seem right about it. When Jerry got home, he noticed the ball wouldn't move like it used to. They talked about how he got it back because like Terry shows up, they don't want him to have it there. But so they have the panels there. They're talking about the sphere, and there's all these the like the press pits in front of it. And Terry walks in. And everybody's like, "Oh, cool!" So he joins the. They think he's joining the press conference. And uh, they want to see if he can make the ball do a trick or something. He's like, yeah, there's one that you're really going to like. And he picked the ball up and left. And so the, the government didn't stop him, they said, because they can't. There's all these press here. They can't say they can't, he can't have his ball back. So that was the only time he was able to steal it back. But it turns out it was never quite the same anyway. Yeah, he walked right out with it. Yeah, he just picked it up and was like, yeah, watch this trick. You're gonna, it's going to go crazy. And he well, just the left. ball just yeah. did jail time. Yeah. So <laughs> It got 
drilled in there too. I think because something yeah. bad happened. He just comes out hardened. Just <laughs> it does. Out, just pulls out shivs and shit. It, now it just gives everyone cancer. It doesn't play the PTSD guitar anymore. Now. It doesn't play the guitar. Doesn't sing. Doesn't roll around. Because they gave him a fake one. <laughs> they have the real one. Or they killed it. That's the thing. Whatever it was. You might be right because when he takes it home, he'll notice that there's a now there's a seam there, and the ball doesn't move like it used to. They were talking about that seam, and I guess it was visible because they got a second round of X-rays back with it when they got it. That the seam wasn't visible from the outside, but you could see it in the X-ray. So there was a density shift there. So something it had almost been laser cut and then put back together. So it's either a different ball and it was constructed to look the same, or they did something, cut it open, see what's in it. And now it doesn't do its thing anymore. So after this, after all this crazy attention, because not only will we have the reporters and all the attention happening to them, Jerry, there's an, an assault attempted on Jerry. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. A lot of crazy shit happens to the some, family. So they just... Some guys showed up to work on the septic tank and then attacked her inside her house. They weren't sure if that was affiliated with the ball or what, but she was on the phone with her son, and these guys were supposed to work on the septic tank and just bust in the house and start putting hands on her. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. So they kind of just... Go into hiding, like they 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 get they get away from this mm-hmm. altogether. And it was kind of strange. Jerry claims that because of that incident, those last X-rays that they had, she destroyed them because she didn't want anything any any of these more evidence that people are searching for. She didn't want to be a part of it. It was a weird explanation. I'm not sure why she did that. So they still have the ball today. According to my research, we don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really. I heard one version where Heineck stole the ball. And that's that's where we're going to end that right yeah. there. Dr. Heineck, right? He was a part of this panel. Dr. Harder said, watch Heineck. If anyone's going to steal, it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. After Dr. Heineck died, Dr. Heineck's son would state that growing up in his basement, there was a weird metal ball down there. They used to just kick it around, have fun mm-hmm. with it. And... and when asked about his father about it, he said there was some alien case. UFO case had to do in Florida. Mm-hmm. So okay. the theory is that Dr. Heineck did. That's, 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 one, that's one theory. Dr. Heineck, he actually worked on the Betty and Barney Hill case. I didn't know that. I he, figured that out in my research. He worked on Roswell, mm-hmm. too. Because there was some mention that the Bates family member was saying when he was over at the house, he was telling them stories about other things that were happening within the government and talking about Roswell and the bodies of aliens and stuff, which it may have been him just trying to ingratiate himself with them. Was he telling them real classified information? Why the fuck? It's pretty weird. You know, the idea of it being man-made, that somebody made something that could do this Mm -hmm. and then just left it somewhere is hilarious. Because what if it was just, like, tormenting him? And he was like, I gotta get the fuck away from this thing. And he's like, (laughs) just put it on this island. Like, no one will find it. And then they find it. So it can't can't get off the island. It just keeps going in circles around the island trying to get off. Yeah. So there are theories of what this actually is. Mm -hmm. One of them is that it's a ball valve. Yeah, it's a a metal ball that they put in at the... What is it? The paper mills? They use it to, to close off certain areas when they're putting chemicals in and out. It's a big metal sphere that they use for that. And it's been equated to being similar to that, but it doesn't, I don't think it quite measured up to be exactly the same when they tried it. No, they, they can't verify it. Um, another one is an artist that was supposedly driving around the area and he had these metal spheres that he liked to use in his exhibits and one just fell off the car and rolled three miles into the woods and then sat there. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he was down in Jacksonville. So that's the thing is they're 20 miles away from Jacksonville. On an island. I don't well, I don't I'm not sure if they were in on the island is I'm Yeah, not no, Florida. they're on the island. Okay. So and on it there is there a bridge or there's gotta there... be a bridge. Yeah, yeah it's okay. not, you don't, don't have to about, take a boat. Yeah, to they don't it. talk about a boat. My brain didn't even think boat. I was like, you gotta fly to it? <laughs> like that's how stupid I am sometimes. <laughs> take the sphere over. Like I didn't even think about there could be a just get on a boat. No ferry. With summer, I hate this. What do you guys think? What do you think, Summer? Aliens. You think aliens? Yeah, Wait, aliens. you know who's not here? Philip J. Class. That guy. 
Yeah, I'm surprised he he's not in this because I was looking for his name. I searched to see a connection with him. I wanted him out here giving a really shitty theory for what happened. He had nothing. I don't think he could disprove <laughs> this one. Yeah, what do you think, Sam? Yeah, yeah, because it's they didn't know what that metal was. It wasn't on the periodic table. I mean, that's one of the the consistencies in the inconsistencies of this story. Is yeah, that it was a metal that they don't know, yeah. not from this world. I actually agree. A mixture between the you know the atomic number of the metals that are in there, al- along with several people, including media members, seeing it go up mm-hmm. solid surfaces and not move the way it should or move on its own. Either somebody created something very very cool that we still don't have the technology to do, or and that wouldn't make sense because that was the seventies. You'd think that we would have yeah. the technology. Yeah, right but now. you don't know that though. Maybe this one person. I mean, we still don't know how Tesla said he created infinite energy. We still don't know that unless the government's hiding it. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Yeah. No. This is. I don't know if it's a UFO. It doesn't fly, but it's weird. And around the same time, like I mentioned, the the, the Foo Fighter phenomenon in Vietnam. Something about that idea was stuck in my head. Like every all these. Alien something being described as balls of light and something with this thing taking in light and the spinning and the magnetism. I feel like maybe it was a broken version of something like that. Maybe that's why there wasn't an impact because it didn't impact. It landed. So I don't know. But I don't know what it is, but I don't think it was Earth. Because I don't think I don't think they'd lie. I honestly think it's a ball valve. <laughs> it's a fucking, I just think it's it came off the hippie wagon. I mean, because like the like the, the biggest skeptic on this story um would just say it only rolled around in that house that was uneven, that sat on a marsh. No, you said they did it when they were uh, yeah. studying at the Navy, too. It was going up a, up yeah. a, yeah, so a that's where the, glass. Yeah, so that's where the hearsay comes in, right? I mean, NASA was there. Everybody was there for this, and then they made enough hubbub about this. Everybody was into it for something. If it wasn't anything, and they kept saying it wasn't, why did they keep coming back? That's what I don't understand. If they didn't find anything the first time, why would they spend more money? Because it's always about money. If it's true that this thing vibrated and made noises, and walked around the house, and did all those things. It didn't walk, it didn't have legs, it rolled. It's just clomp, clomp, if it did clomp, all those fucking things, then yeah, it's not from here. <laughs> but if they're just a bunch of liars sitting on Liar Hill over there. Liar Hill. But we do just have to take their word for it. We that's, do. And that's where it comes down to, because on this, and we have a direct line from Astonishing Legends to Jerry. So if you if you don't believe her, then this is all bullshit. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that at the end of the day. Rich liars. You know, I saw a thing recently <laughs> of a guy talking about uh, that the CIA and military have all like released this UFO info to him, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how in our laws there are things written about war times and things in the air. So, like when we were in Afghanistan fighting, they would see foreign objects in the sky that would just sit and watch, mm-hmm. and if they were in certain areas while we did it, we weren't allowed to shoot them down. But if they came into certain other areas, we could. Hmm. And they would just hover outside those areas all the time. And that is released from the CIA because soldiers see them all the time. It's yeah. like normal that when we're at war, things are in the sky watching it. That's so weird, man. So going back to Vietnam, that's... Exactly. Yeah. Because that's where it all kind of, it all feels tied together with that. Because this isn't a new phenomenon in any way. This is just now it's a ball on the ground. But it's, I don't know. Because this is hard evidence of something. I just don't know what. And that's what sticks with me is if this isn't a UFO, what the fuck is it? Why was it there? If it was made for a paper mill, why is it four miles in the woods, two miles in the woods? What if a Vietnam vet found it, brought it home? Maybe. What if it, because it, maybe it fell from a plane, but then why is it on unbroken ground? And if it can roll, why wasn't it rolling around? And then when they said it got hot in the sun, they found it in the fucking sun. Was it hot then? They found it around nope. a fire. No, they found it. There was no fire. It was after all that. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, it was on fire. All I'm saying is when they found it, it was daylight. Was it hot? Nobody said anything. 
It was Florida. It was hot. Yeah, but was the ball (laughs) hot is what I want to know. Yeah, how does it absorb heat? Because did it only do it that one time? That's like the stuff that nags at me, but it's also, you know, part of the story. Because I have so many questions about it now. Like, what if you get it really hot? Mm -hmm. What if you submerge it in water? What if you freeze it? Which is why it's disappointing that the first answer to every, like, the military guys or the science guys is cut it open. It's going to fucking break it as soon as you cut it open. And that's, but it's, I I get it because I want to know what's inside too. Three Chinese balloons. Inside? Inside. Yeah, inside, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you hear about the one was just a bunch of nerds in Chicago who, like, sent up the balloon, and Aww. it had been up there for years, and it finally, or months or something like that, and they quit tracking it, and then they shot it down. They're like, oh, that was ours. <laughs> that's a cool story. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I can tell their friends in the guild. Yeah. So that's where we're at. That's, there you have it, guys. Uh, we don't know where the ball's at. I'm sorry for filling your brain with metal balls. <laughs> It's a it was an interesting story, man, and it's really it's got credible witnesses. That's why I liked it. And there you go. Yeah, one of the heavy hitters. I liked it. <laughs> I don't know about heavy hitters. It's a weird one. It's got Heineck. He's yeah. so he's a heavy hitter in the UFO yeah, it's world. A, so. It was an interesting story. You caught my attention. I'm into weird shit like this. So because it feels like if you you know if you give a monkey a hammer, he's gonna be just as confused as we are with this fucking sphere. So I'm yeah. also going to look up the list because <laughs> I'm interested in that. And which summer we'll post on social media for everyone to see. Mwah. Yeah. And that's your hatch and bar.